Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Right now we're going to talk about BC Ferries. Now is fining BC Ferries for missing a sailing going to mean that you can count on the system more. Now, yesterday it was announced that a fine will be levied in the future on BC Ferries if a sailing is missed due to crew shortages. Everyone wants this situation to be fixed, right? Nobody wants to show up and then find out your sailing's not happening. But is this the way to do it? Let's talk about it this morning with the help of Rob Fleming, BC's Minister of Transportation and Infrastructure. Thank you very much for being here. My pleasure. Now, why are you doing this? Is this, is this do you really think this is going to work? Well, first of all, I know that I know that uh, news grabbed onto this. I mean, the bigger news of the day was that we protected affordability until 2028 on what would have been close to double-digit annual increases on fares. And you can imagine how that would compound um, on the cost to transport everything and impact tourism economy on on Vancouver Island. So that's the main takeaway from the uh, announcement yesterday that the ferry commissioner took the 500 million dollars worth of investment on affordability and did a good job with that. Brought in a reasonable fare cap that is uh, well below the rate of inflation. Um, Also, what we're doing in this contract is adding additional sailings on uh, major and minor routes. There's still even some northern routes that uh, have suffered cuts from the last government that are now fully restored and improved upon. So we're we're making some significant improvements. On the accountability with the fines, yeah, I, I think it's there's not that many things you can do um, but we want the company to focus on avoidable cancellations. And this is a post-pandemic problem in the transportation sector. You see it with Air Canada. You see it with uh, WestJet, unfortunately. You see it with, you saw it yesterday with Via Rail uh, in eastern Canada. Transportation companies are struggling to attract and retain staff. Uh, these are really good careers. Uh, these are good jobs. Um, we're seeing BC Ferries get out there and, and be innovative and creative. They, they hired 1,200 people, for example, just this year alone. Um, so they're getting on that. Um, but those are the most avoidable uh, cancellations that uh, have been occurring. And we want that to get that down to as close to zero as possible. Uh, holding their feet to the fire with, with some fines that will uh, return monies to ferry-dependent communities that have not been served as per the schedule that is published by BC Ferries is is one way to do that. Okay, what do you mean returning the money? Where will that money go if you collect that fine? Well, we're going to work with the ferry advisory committees on how to distribute that. We haven't signed the contract yet. Uh, this is an idea. We've tabled it with BC Ferries. Um, they're, they're not uh, disinterested in this. They, they think it's fair. Um, it's also their major area of corporate focus and a, and a significant priority. You've heard the CEO, uh, he's been on your program many times, he's talked about where they're finding experienced mariners, where they're getting safety certified people to come and work for BC Ferries, where they're recruiting and promoting people within. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm reasonably satisfied that they've done a lot in a fairly short period of time uh, under new leadership in the corporation to get at the staff shortages. But I think, you know, over the next four years, make sure that doesn't 
slide backwards in any way, it's not a bad idea to have accountability measures built into the contract. So I guess the idea of that is that the crew shortages are somehow avoidable. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you think they're avoidable? Is it a scheduling problem? It is a retirement wave. A lot of people leaving all kinds of jobs during COVID, calling time, early retirements. Um, It's also, uh, and I think you're seeing the company sit down with the union you know, making compensation more attractive. So they've got a sort of mid-contract wage reopener under discussion right now. There's a lot of things there. Um, We're trying to uh, use some immigration strategies, quite frankly, to uh, help with the shortage. Um, I was very pleased to see that 60 Ukrainians that fled that war-torn country that's an ally of ours, they're experienced mariners who've worked on the Black Sea. They're now working on the Salish Sea here in British Columbia. So they're they're with the company now. So those sorts of things um, are part of the recruitment and retention strategy. And and I think also Indigenous people have not been proportionally part of BC Ferries workforce. The, 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 those that come from that background are proud to work with the company. We're going to make an additional effort to recruit uh, Indigenous people who live in our coastal communities to be part of the company. Right, but the idea is that you're saying, you know, maybe this is a scheduling issue, but aren't the, isn't the scheduling, mm-hmm. isn't how many people work on a ship, isn't that already set uh, by maritime regulation? So how can sure. finding always somebody... Yeah, always right. will be. Always has been, always will be. That is a clear federal area of jurisdiction. Yes, we've had arguments with them over the years about whether they um, have some excessive demands on that. Um, I can't remember BC ever winning a dispute like that. Uh, so we can talk about that, but that's not a strategy. I think that's a wish. Um, we'll keep working on that, and the company makes representations all the time. Uh, but, you know... You're saying they need to be more I, cautious? They need, they need to overly I, schedule, gonna, perhaps? I'm not going to criticize Transport Canada for putting the safety of passengers first. That is their job. They'd be the first to be criticized if anything happened when the, if there was an emergency uh, on the seas. Um, and I don't think that's the issue. We've had those... Uh, measures in place for for decades and decades, and we have met that. So where we can get reliability improved is to stop the cancellations that are related to staff. And how do we do that? We hire more staff, we train more staff, and we we work on the workplace culture, which is promoting more people from within, uh, making training uh, less expensive for individual employees. There's all kinds of incentives that the company is looking at right now. Okay, so then is this kind of idea of a fine then just to say we want you to take this more seriously? That's exactly what it is, yes. If you don't spell it out, um, you know, I, think it, I think it elevates the importance of that. It, it, it's, uh, you know, there's always going to be cancellations due to weather. Uh, you can't control that. We, we live on a wild coast and we get you know, significant storms. Um, that'll happen. But what is within human control uh, are the... Um, the staffing issues and back to your point about the, the strict transport Canada ratios for safety certified staff. Yeah. If, if you have, um, let's say on a smaller vessel where uh, five or six are required and one doesn't show up, it, that cancels the sailing. Um, so it's, it's not massive absenteeism where, where that's a problem. It's, um, one or two staff that get us below the threshold of, of being able, uh, legally to sail. Okay, so will there be more investments happening, do you foresee, in BC Ferries? Because one of the other problems is these mm-hmm. aging ships, right? This this yep. maintenance that needs to be done. Yeah. Yeah, so there's there's a lot in the commissioner's uh, report, Simi, that uh, I think you'll find interesting uh, to look into in further detail. 
um, massive investment in new vessels, uh, big investment in electrification, uh, and uh, and the climate goals of the company and and, and our province. Uh, also, uh, significant capital investments in terminal improvements. So uh, this will be the biggest investment in the company's history. There's no question about that. And we've got growth in our province. We've got growth in coastal communities. We need to plan and account for that. And we still have some pretty old vessels. Uh, a number have been replaced, which is good. We've got six island-class vessels, for example, in service now. And, uh, you know, the fleet renewal program suffered uh, a bit of a setback, as did the terminal improvements during COVID. The company deferred taking on new debt and uh, making those capital investments at a time when the world looked really, really uncertain. Uh, but government stepped in and, and financially helped the company uh, get through the loss in passenger revenue. And uh, we made sure that they were an essential service and were there for everybody. And I think you can imagine the crewing problems that we're having now, how much more exacerbated they'd be if we had let the company lay off and furlough thousands of employees, the service would have been decimated. So we did that with public transit as well. And that's why TransLink today has the strongest ridership bounce back in all of North America. It was a good investment to make. But do you see more investments coming? Yeah, absolutely. No, there will be new ships. Uh, there will be new terminal improvements. Um, and uh, there will be electrification, uh, you know, avoiding uh, fossil fuels, um, greening our fleet. Uh, we've got six vessels that have hybrid electric capacity now there's more uh, on the way and uh and i think there's more money there for an enhanced maintenance schedule as well all right well thank you very much for your time thanks for having me simi appreciate that that's rob fleming bc's minister of transportation and infrastructure kind of filling in the blanks for the questions that we had about this bc ferries announcement about uh, capping that rate increase and about the potential for fines for missed sailings if you want to weigh in simi at cknw.com